This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we talk about the NetApp acquisition of talent storage and what it means for NetApp's SMB caching future. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp. I love this company. Zipoc. Zipoc. I love NetApp because it's so funny. Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the studio with me today on the phone because no one's allowed in the studio right now. <laughs> we are we are locking things down. This is a solo show for a while. Um, so on the phone with me today, uh, we have a few people, uh, starting off with Anthony Lai. So Anthony, what do you do here at NetApp and how they reach you? Yeah, great to be on the podcast. Uh, Anthony Lai, I lead uh, the business unit at NetApp, uh, working directly for our CEO, George. Uh, we are what we call the cloud data services business unit. Uh, I have a team of almost a thousand people who in engineering, product management and operations build software on the three biggest public clouds to establish, you know, primary and secondary workload opportunities for both NetApp and non-NetApp customers. Excellent. And if we wanted to reach you, how would we do that? You can reach me through uh, anthony.ly, L-Y-E, at netapp.com. That's probably the easiest and uh, fastest way to reach me. Okay. Um, A number of other people reach me on Slack or uh, Twitter or any of the other social handles, but I would say uh, email is probably the easiest. Cool. And of course, we'll include all this information in our blogs uh, for the show. So also on the phone with us today, um, another NetApp member, uh, Chris Hurley. Hi. Hey, Justin. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Doing great. So Chris, what do you do here at NetApp and how do we reach you? So I'm a technical marketing marketing engineer, and I cover NAS, all things NAS, and FlexCash. Um, and you can reach me. Uh, my handle is my Twitter handle is at AverageGuyX. Do you have a blog, Chris? Yes, I do. I also have a blog at uh, AverageGuyX.blogspot.com. All right, excellent. All right, so we saved uh, not the best for last, but the newest for last. Um, and I don't know if he's the best yet. We're going to decide that today. Um, <laughs> so, Shuresh uh, Patek. Hi, who are you and what do you do here at NetApp? Uh, this is Sharish Patek. I'm the former CEO and CTO of Talent Storage. And now I'm a senior director of software engineering at NetApp. You can reach me at shirish.fatak, spelled S-H-I-R-I-S-H, dot P as in Peter, H-A, T as in Tom, A-K, at netapp.com. All right. So uh, Shuresh is a member of the newly acquired Talon. Is it Talon Storage? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Talon Storage Solutions. Oh, Storage Solutions. All right. So... Uh, we'll talk about what that is here in a second in a little more detail. But first, what I'd like to kind of cover is why. Why did we do that? And the perfect person to do that is, of course, Anthony Lai. So, Anthony, why did we do this? Yes, uh, it's one of those sort of acquisitions that became just so glaringly obvious. Uh, I would say, you know, sometimes acquisitions are made you know, with a with a sort of the future in mind, I think 
we made the acquisition of talent largely based on customers and uh, the continuous request of customers for us to work more closely together. Um, what we've seen, I think, in uh, NetApp is, of course, like every company, a rapid adoption of public cloud and on public cloud, a number of very specific use cases, use cases that we define as sort of secondary. And we do a lot of business with NetApp customers who use the cloud as a, uh, as a place for disaster recovery, for backup. They use the cloud for things like uh, DevOps, using the elasticity of the services in sort of pre-release uh, PSR environments. And increasingly, we have seen a number of customers establish the public cloud as the platform for primary workloads. Uh, and of course, we've done a tremendous job with Microsoft and Google establishing cloud volumes as the products that those two public clouds sell. We've received certifications by SAP now on Azure. Uh, we're running a lot of production databases. We're running a lot of high-performance compute workloads. And what became obvious to us was we were starting to see public cloud become the sort of the primary decision for the remote office and branch office and increasingly the sort of virtual desktop uh, environments. And customers were coming to us for part of the solution and then, in the case of the remote office and branch office, going to Talon for the other part of the solution. Having to negotiate with two vendors uh, was something that customers, you know, would rather negotiate with one. Uh, we felt it was just uh, an obvious opportunity to bring what we think is, is the best global file caching technology uh, out in production today for the SMB share, uh, together with you know, the best platform for a file on the public cloud. So the acquisition made a lot of sense for, I think, uh, common customers. It makes a lot of sense if we look out to the growth rates of the remote office and branch office workforce, you know, when the consolidation of uh, infrastructure at the edge. Uh, the teams had known each other. There was really good selling engagement, really good development engagement. Uh, it was just a no-brainer. Uh, so we felt that together we would have a complete solution for customers. So what's great is actually, if you think about now, if you deploy your remote office and branch office infrastructure on NetApp, you now have the world's best file platform, Cloud Volumes ONTAP, if you want to do it yourself, or Cloud Volume Service or Microsoft's Azure NetApp files, if you want it run as a service. You front-end that now with Talon Fast, or what we have renamed the Global File Cache. Uh, and I'll let Sharish explain a lot more about that in a second. But it doesn't stop there. I mean, what you've seen from us is we now have a backup and restore service available to Cloud Volumes ONTAP and soon Azure NetApp files. We also have a compliance service for Cloud Volumes ONTAP and Azure NetApp files. So now all of a sudden, a customer with a particular workload can deploy the complete solution from a single vendor where historically they may have had to go to three or four or even five vendors 
to piece together those same capabilities. So we felt that that, that last mile, and we will continue, I think, to demonstrate last mile, where we will aggressively build or acquire solutions that, that our customers want to deploy from a single vendor. So with this acquisition, I mean, it's kind of raised some questions about where it fits within the portfolio, and we'll, we'll address those a little later. Um, but what we'd like to do now is go to Shoresh and give us the, e- the overview of what Talon Storage Solutions offers and what it is and how it works. Sure. So the reason Talon existed was to solve one simple problem. And the problem is you have decided you have to put all your storage into the public cloud. Okay, it's going into CVS, CVO, ANF. But here's the problem. Most of your workers are still sitting around the world in remote offices and branch offices. And there are a whole bunch of spectrum of solutions for this problem, right? You have replication, you have VDI, you have LAN acceleration. But the issue is each of these solutions has its own problems because the applications that the end users are using were never designed for this mode of operation. So what we do is very simple. We say, you know what? We are not going to change your experience. You you had a local file server. Guess what? You're going to still have a local file server. But with one important difference, that local file server in your remote office is now going to be a cache. It's not going to be a real file server, but it's going to look, smell, feel, taste like a real file server. And that's what the TalonFast technology does. It says, take all your petabytes of data that is sitting in all these remote offices, put them in the public cloud, put them in your CVO, CVS, ANF. And what Talon is going to do is, without any loss of performance, without any loss of generality, without any loss of application compliance, we will provide you access to that data that you have stored in the public cloud. So that's basically at a very high level what we do. Of course, we achieve it by using a combination of proxy technology, a combination of LAN acceleration, compression differencing, doing some smart caching work. But the crux of it is you're a customer, you want to put your data into the public cloud, your your users are all remote. Hey, come to us, we can solve that problem with you, for you, uh, using CVO, CVS, ANF and the new global file cache. So let's talk a little bit about how this works. So one of the challenges of getting that global file cache to work over SMB is negotiating the locking mechanisms between sites. So how does Talon solve that problem? So the first thing we realized back in the day when we were designing Talon Fast is, you know, there are a lot of ways of uh, approaching that problem. And some of our competitors at that time said, you know what, what we are going to do is we are going to replicate the lock. So you lock the file in one location, we'll lock it in every location, okay? You make a change in one location, we'll replicate that change to every location. Now, that's great if you have five sites, if you have 10 sites, if you have maybe 20 sites, but if you have 100 sites, that's not gonna work. So the first thing we realized is, Hey, we have that authoritative lock. We know where it should sit. It should sit at the CVS, CVO, or ANF that you have in the public cloud. So why change that? That's the model on which SMB was designed. 
So the first thing we do is whenever you try to lock a file on one of our caches, that lock is actually transmitted over to the backend CVO, CVS, or ANF instance. And it actually sits there. So you can, in principle, say, hey, while someone is accessing the CVO through a remote site, I want to simultaneously access it directly in the cloud. That is possible. Why? The lock is sitting in the right place. Now, here's the problem with that. If you look at the SMB protocol, it's very noisy. It locks, unlocks, does a whole bunch of things. So one of the things that we do, which is proprietary to us, is how to optimize the lock. We say, you know what? Instead of sending 20 lock requests, I'm going to only send one, but I'm going to be really smart about what request I send. And I think that's the crux of our technology is how to reduce transactions that you might otherwise be doing with your CVO, CVS, or MF instances. And that, that's really what brings this locking to become bearable over the wide area. So what sort of network requirements are needed here? Is there any sort of like latency requirement or any sort of speed that's needed on the network? Or is it just kind of globally going to work no, no matter what type of site you have? It generally will work for almost any kind of site. Now we do, uh, especially if you have very data heavy workloads, remember that it's going to take some time for the data to propagate. And so it's better to have a higher bandwidth network. We typically ask for five megabits, uh, 10 or 20 if it's very intensive workload. But we do have customers who are running the solution over T1 lines, 1.5 megabits or so. So the solution does work over a wide area of bandwidths and also latencies. We have customers who are operating anywhere from, say, 50 milliseconds all the way to 2,000 milliseconds. That's two seconds of latency. So, so one of the things by using this caching algorithm and being very smart with locking that we can achieve is we can still provide you performance, even if your data center, your CVO, CVS, ANF is two seconds away. That, that's a lot of time. So if I wanted to use something like dial-up or satellite broadband, that might not work so well for me. But generally speaking, most connections are not going to be that slow. That is correct. And in fact, we do have a couple of customers who have tried this over satellite broadband. The experience, I wouldn't say, is the best, but for certain use cases, it's still usable. Uh, Dial-up, definitely, I would say, would be a challenge. But uh, other than that, I can't think of any modern van technology where our solution would not work. So, so we don't support the International Space Station yet, is what you're saying? Uh, we'll hope to get there soon, you know. All I'm right. hoping to be able to go there and do it in person, actually. That'd be awesome. So, Shuresh, what type of use cases are you seeing out there with this solution? Like, what are people using it the most for? And what are some of the more creative use cases you've seen? Sure. So, the first thing I'll say is a little bit of a marketing blip here. So, for every petabyte in the data center, we have done research and it shows us that four to six petabytes are sitting in these remote offices. And when you go and really look carefully at this data, 80% of that is unstructured files, right? It's your plain old Word documents, PowerPoint files, Excel spreadsheets, what have you. 
So that is our sweet spot. That's what we optimize our solution for, which is the unstructured data that is sitting in all these remote offices. And we call it what I call user data. This is not application data. It's not being processed offline most of the time by an application. It's a user interacting with a desktop, opening files, uh, doing document processing activities, changing Excel worksheets, collaborating across sites on these worksheets. So, so the first thing to think about is this is unstructured data, right? That's the primary, the main thrust of what we do. Beyond that is the specific use case. So obviously document processing, just your plain old Word, PowerPoint, Excel is a large fraction of our use case. Uh, we also have a lot of architecture, engineering, construction, CAD CAM type applications. Little more challenging because there's collaboration involved, but a lot of them have very large files, a lot of uh, intense locking requirements. Again, perfect fit for us. We have also seen some newer use cases when it comes to things like, hey, can I just do some backups around, I have an edge, I have my remote office branch office, and we call that an edge. And from there, I just want to maybe just do some backups, maybe push all my backups to the central site, to the CVO, CVS, or ANF, and that is possible. Uh, we have also seen some more recent use cases around, for example, video. So a lot of these remote offices, you have video streaming going on because you're doing you know, surveillance or some other monitoring. And all of that can now sit in your cache and can get replicated uh, or uh, sent over to your CVS, CVO, and ANF instances. So there is this new burgeoning application we are seeing, which is not so much our traditional, I'm actually interacting with a document or with a file, but more, hey, I'm producing some data. It could even be IoT in the future. And this data needs to somehow move efficiently into my servers up in the, uh, in the cloud. Whether it's a CVO, CVS, or ANF, we will be enabling all this. And, and that's going to be a big use case, I believe, going into the future. Are there any places where this doesn't make sense to use? I mean, is it pretty much for all use cases or are there some things where it just wouldn't, it wouldn't fit? Yeah, so primarily, as I said, I think the key here is when I said unstructured data, right? So if the, your data is structured, you're using databases, you have Oracle instances or, uh, which are, or SAP, that's not a good fit for us. That, that's not going to really do well. It's not that we don't do it at all. There are some instances where we can in a limited way. But I would say that is I would, the biggest differentiator. The moment you move from unstructured to structured, you, you, you lose the use case when it comes to global file cache. You can still use it for semi-structured. So for example, if you have a lot of XML-based uh, data, we can do that. But when it comes to straightforward structured data, SQL databases, transactional components, you know, point of sale type stuff, that's where we would not fit well. So as far as um, workload types, I mean, does it generally work better for read workload types or write workload types? And if, it is, if it's good for write workload types, how do you handle the write backs? Right. Good question. So... Our, the way I characterize the best workload for the global file cache is it is you moderate read throughput, high write throughput workload. So if you, if you're opening a file, it's going to open fast enough, but where we really shine is how fast you can save the file, how fast you can write to it. 
And again, here, the locking that we do is very important. So what we call a lock in our system is really what I call a lease. And the whole idea is the lock actually extends beyond the lifetime of what the user expects it to be. So the user opens the file, writes to it, uh, and from the user's perspective, that user is done. That application world has saved the file. From our perspective, we know the file's contents have not yet made it back to the CVS, CVS instance. So what we do is we actually hold on to the lock and we make sure that the data gets replicated first. It goes back to the CVS, CVS ANF backend and only then do we go and release the lock. So, so there is a whole, uh, I would say, coordination, the orchestration going on behind the scenes to make sure that the data is safe, it's making it back where it belongs, and uh, that there is no possibility of conflict. You know, we mentioned earlier that bringing a SMB cache to NetApp um, solves some problems, but it also creates some questions because we already have a, a feature in ONTAP called FlexCache, which handles the NFS v3 side of this. Um, and there's been a lot of uh, asks for SMB for that. So now there's confusion because now the, the field and customers are like, well, what happens to FlexCache? Does Talon replace that? What sort of areas does Talon play and what sort of areas does ONTAP play? So let's go ahead and clarify that now. So let, let, first, let's tackle the first question. How does this tie in with FlexCache and what happens to FlexCache from here? So actually, this is a this is a pretty good complement to FlexCache, right? FlexCache, of course, you know, we we reintroduced it in ONTAP in nine point five, and we still have a good roadmap for for this. But this uh, the global file cache or the Talon storage now acts as a good complement because there is definitely a need for CVS and ANF caching, right? SMB caching. First of all, of course, FlexCache right now does not have SMB support, right? So that, that gets us right there into SMB support for caching. The other thing is that FlexCache does not support ANF or CVS, right? So Azure NetApp Files, Cloud Volume Service, uh, has no flex cache support. And of course, for the C some of the CVO use cases where SMB support is is needed for those users at the remote offices, branch offices, or even back at the central office, right? If, you're, if your data's uh, primarily in uh, the CVO instance. You know, obviously for the longest time, we are seeing this problem from the outside, right? And I will definitely say I would echo what Chris just said because Every single situation where we have come up against FlexCache in the past, it has always been complementary. It's either FlexCache fits or global file cache fits, right? So it's it's not one or the other. It's really, uh, it is one or the other, I should say. And it's not that one replaces the other. I really feel that we are very complementary. We fit in the family very well. And we have that, that little hole, if you will, that we fill that, that does not overlap anyone. It's not stepping on anyone's toes here. So let me pose this question to you, Chris. Um, once SMB is available for FlexCache, how does Talon fit in there that, at that point? Like, does it become a moot thing or does it tie in still nicely? Does it become more of a cloud play? 
Well, it, it is it is definitely a cloud play, right? It is it is meant for uh, cloud volumes, uh, the cloud volume service, uh, Azure NetApp files, and CVO. Um, now, cloud as I mentioned, cloud volume service and Azure NetApp files. Once FlexCache SMB gets developed, it still can't be offered for uh, for those those services because you know they they don't actually have a good platform to consume flex cash right the 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 way those those services are set up can't consume flex cash um so they are definitely here to stay for those services now for cloud volumes on tap there there's there are options right um the global file cache does not need an on tap system on the on the edge right so they are a I believe it's a Microsoft-based system, correct, Shrish? Yes, Windows Server 2016 and above. Yeah, so so it's based on you know Microsoft. So if if there is no on-tap footprint on the edge where they need the cache, they can certainly use the global file cache to cache uh, CVO. But if there is an on-tap presence, uh, the the trade the trade-offs are going the decision is going to be whether you want to use on tap or you want to use a windows based file cache a lot of people have i've seen have asked you know since it's cloud only or it's, it's not or it's being used for the cloud um what happens to on-prem? Can we use Talon for on-prem? I, I know that there's probably some instances today where Talon is being used for on-prem how do we how do we rectify that so this is anthony uh we don't um Talon is a very small company, and we have very aggressive plans for Talon, the engineering team and the product team. Uh, we have a very aggressive roadmap that warrants, I think, and drives our attention to focus the Talon team exclusively on public cloud backends. Um, we're doing this for a number of reasons. I think more, most importantly, we're listening to customers and we are listening to, you know, the customers who are in the pipeline. Uh, today, uh, I think in this remote office and branch office workload, uh, what we're seeing in, in the business that we acquired was a sizable no amount of Talon's pipeline, more than 80% of its pipeline was public cloud backend. Uh, in recent surveys that Talon did with its customer base and surveys that we have done, it appears obvious to us through the data that even on-premise customers are now considering the public cloud as the primary platform for this workload. So uh, in the sort of the remote office and branch office, we don't really see a lot of people wanting to deploy, you know, enterprise grade storage. Um, they don't want to deploy uh, unnecessary hardware and they want to deploy simple solutions that facilitate, you know, a successful deployment of the workload. So we are aggressively, I think, positioning the global file cache as a feature of Cloud Volumes on tap and a feature of Azure NetApp files and a feature of Cloud Volumes service. And we believe there's more than enough opportunity for us to warrant the focus that we've put on the Talon team. So uh, we are positioning the global file cache uh, to net new customers as a cloud-based platform. 
we are very supportive of Talon's existing customers with non-public cloud backends. Uh, our message to those customers is very, very clear. We love them. We will support them. We will help them deploy Talon uh, more aggressively in their existing infrastructures, in their existing architectures. We will, of course, suggest to them and hopefully demonstrate to them that public cloud has uh, potentially a better TCO. It has uh, better services that would warrant that consideration, but that's going to be something that each and every customer can decide. So existing customers, uh, we are ecstatic to have them, whether they're using a public cloud backend or whether they're using an on-premise backend, even if it's not NetApp, we will support those customers. We will not pursue any kind of cross-sell uh, to those customers. We will let those customers take advantage of the assets they've purchased and they can continue to sweat those assets. New customers, from what we've seen in the pipeline and the feedback that we're getting from our cloud customers, I think make it just an obvious decision for us to focus on a very, very fast growing workload where we can compete with other companies who have focused exclusively on public cloud backends. The dog agrees. <laughs> so um, I know that there's other Microsoft services out there that do kind of multi-site arrangements, you know, stuff like OneDrive. Does Talon play along with OneDrive or is it kind of you know, is it competing? I mean, how does it fit in there? Yeah, so that's actually a really good question. I, um, so when you look at data in, a, in an enterprise, we, we kind of tend to classify it along multiple, uh, you know, factors that allow us to classify. But really it comes down to this. There is the app data, which is, you know, offline apps, generating data, etc. There is what is called your data, which is data that really belongs close to you on your desktop. Uh, and then there is what we call our data, the enterprise data. And that's really data that's better off sitting on servers. It's data that's actively collaborated on. It, it's data that needs to be very live. And that third category is where we sit. The second category, which is your data, is really something close to you. It's you know stuff that you are working on, your PowerPoint presentations, your spreadsheets. Okay, that really is more a OneDrive play. So that's how we differentiate ourselves. And uh, if you look at a, a typical customer, the differentiation is quite clear. Okay, so a spreadsheet where you know, for example, multiple people from multiple offices are collaborating. And yes, I know OneDrive and Dropbox have tried to solve that problem. But really, it doesn't work so well, in, in my experience. Even I have tried that. So if you want that kind of interaction, or if you want data that really needs to you know, support compliance, for example, or support or, or be in your backup uh, parameters or backup set, that data really needs to sit on servers. And in fact, that's where traditionally where NetApp comes in anyway. And so it's really the kind of data you would put on a NetApp that you would put on a global file cache, which is why we think it's such a good synergy. One other thing which I've seen is I think, so we are connecting Talon to Cloud Volumes on tap and to Azure NetApp Files and CVS. And it's interesting because we tend to see the use of Talon sort of 
splitting bet- uh, as to where the compute is. So we're seeing people who want to use the global file cache to centrally um, administer the files, but make those files available to the workstations that have, you know, the the local compute. So in media and entertainment, oil and gas, where the application resides on the workstation, they still want to have centralization of the files to get things like backups and DR and all of the benefits there that they wouldn't have if it was highly distributed. And CVO is a great, great low-cost solution for those customers. But equally, we do see shared files being accessed at the edge by the workstations, by the users in remote offices and branch offices, even when the compute is actually in the public cloud. So if the application that's generating the files is in the public cloud, then typically those applications need the sort of the extreme performance, the ultra tiers of Azure NetApp files and CBS to drive the workload. So the, the, to the NetApp field, to customers and partners, there's a great opportunity to land cloud volumes on tap and an equal opportunity, I think, to land Azure NetApp files and CVS with the global file cache. So, so don't don't just assume that the cache is is just for compute at the edge. It's also in many cases for access at the edge, even if the files are being generated by an application in the public cloud. So, one use case I can think of for that particular scenario is is healthcare. So, and I know that's top of mind for a lot of people these days. But having those images and those patient records available to remote sites, whether they're doctors' offices or hospitals, in you know, caching from a, from a local data center is going to be crucial. So I think this this particular solution plays nicely with that. You know, in in one week from when we announced the acquisition of Talon, we now have more than 150 customer engagements that we didn't have before. So you know, the proof of the pudding is very much in the eating. We, we have, since we've announced the acquisition and the playbook, we've seen very significant interest in this solution from a lot of customers that, uh, you know, were not in the talent pipeline and were not known to us, whether they were NetApp or increasingly non-NetApp customers. This has opened up a, a huge amount of net new opportunity for us. And so, again, like we said before it's not an or it's an and and i would urge people to understand that that this is about growing our market uh, it's not an or decision customers have a choice and that choice we think is very very simple and straightforward Shuresh, you want to add something no i was going to say i kind of uh, agreed with your comment on healthcare what i was going to and anthony kind of uh, you know, already addressed that. It's a lot more than that. And in fact, customers have pulled us into use cases that we didn't even think think about. You know, I mean, they they see where this fits. It's a very simple story to tell. It's not a difficult story. It's not something very complex to imagine. And that's why we are seeing a lot of use cases, a lot of industries open up, whether it's healthcare, it's legal, it's sports, you know, we see a lot of traction for this kind of solution. 
So, Chris, um, you know, being the FlexCash TME, I'm guessing that you're getting a lot of questions about this as well. What's your take on the response that you've been seeing? Oh, yeah, we've we've gotten a lot of questions on where it fits in the portfolio and and what what's the future of FlexCash. And one thing, you know, I do want to make sure that that everybody knows that FlexCash is here to stay. Right. So uh, FlexCash and ONTAP, um, that is going to be ONTAP to ONTAP um, caching. And that is here to stay. There is a good, sizable roadmap. And we are sticking to that roadmap. As I mentioned before, it is a complementary thing. Um, of course, you know, right now, uh, the global file cache does have write back on it, and and where those where those write back use cases are are needed, um, you know, that's that's the solution to 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 put in. All right, so let's break this down in, in nice simple bullet points. So, if you're using NFS v3 and you want a read heavy cache. For multiple sites, whether it's a local site or remote sites, um, that's going to be FlexCache, right? It's mm-hmm. already there. Um, if you want a SMB solution uh, for for caching, um, you'd go to Talon Storage, uh, but you would use it in the cloud. And right now, there's not an on-prem new on-prem solution available. In the future, we'll have stuff like FlexCache for that, right? Correct. Okay. And then finally, if you want a cloud caching solution, uh, you have two options. Whether you, If you're using NFS, then you would use uh, ONTAP, right? NFS v3 and ONTAP FlexCache. For the if cloud, go ahead. Only if you're on CVO, right? Remember, CVS and Azure NetApp Files uh, cannot support FlexCache. There you go. So if you're using CVO, and then future releases, I'm sure we'll start adding other solutions. And then, of course, Talon Storage is going to be your solution for the cloud in the ongoing future for SMB caches. Correct. Did I, did I cover that right, Anthony? Did I mislead anyone? Yeah. No, I think that's exactly right. We want to be very clear yeah, about we this. We have a very <laughs> fast-growing cloud business, and we want to win the cloud. Uh, we think there is a unique opportunity for us to be uh, the number one platform for file-based storage in the public cloud. Uh, that's a market that you know, last year IDC had at 500 million in revenue, growing at 327%. Uh, we think that's an exciting market opportunity, and our growth rates with CVO and CVS and ANF, I think, clearly demonstrate that that we can win that market. It's a big market growing very, very quickly, and we have to build and deliver complete solutions that in the cloud are different than they would be on-premise. And if there's any confusion here, Anthony has informed me he has not gotten enough emails on this. So, nope. So just send uh, more emails. Any questions? <laughs> any questions? It's an exciting time. Like I Be- say, we, better yet, we do we have a lot a- of CVO customers and a lot of ANF and CVS customers who want this. Better yet, do we have a, a distribution list to kind of offload? We do. We okay. do. We put up an NG for Talon. It's just easy to remember. So ng-talon, T-A-L-O-N. Uh, anybody can send messages to that, and that will reach Sharish and his team as well as myself, uh, Roy Nassaf, and others on the CDS team. So is that anyone including external 
or is that only I don't internal? Know if you can address the NGs externally, maybe you can. There's a way to not. set it. There's a way to set it up. Actually, our podcast NG is an external one. Okay, so. well then we will do it externally. Yeah, there you I'm go. All cool. for communication. So I'll make awesome. sure the team set the alias to, to read external as well as internal. Excellent. And uh, is there any sort of website we have available to push to point of people to? So Cloud Central, cloud.netapp.com. And under the data services, we have a full page that lists all of the capabilities and all of the uh, value propositions that Talon has brought to us under its new name, the Global File Cache. So Cloud Central, cloud.netup.com. Click on the data services and you will see uh, the Global File Cache. Uh, There is an internal section uh, on Cloud Central that ties back to the field portal uh, where we have published uh, the compares and the plays between the existing flex cache and its strategy and the global file cache and its strategy. So again, this is an and, not an or, and there's just a ton of opportunity for us to chase with both solutions going forward. All right, Chris, Anthony, Shiresh, thanks so much for joining us today and telling us all about Talon. Um, we'll do a deeper dive later, perhaps, uh, with, with Talon uh, Storage. If you have questions that you want to get answered, uh, email us at podcast at netup.com. We'll also, we also have a list of questions that were posed by some of our A-team members that we will get put into the FAQ uh, later on. Um, again, if we wanted to reach you, how do we do that, Anthony? You reach me through my email, uh, anthony.ly at netup.com. Or you reach me through the ng-talon email alias. All right. Chris. Yeah, so it's AverageGuyX at Twitter, uh, AverageGuyX.blogspot.com. And Shuresh. Uh, through email, shirish.fatak at netapp.com. That's the best way. Everything else is still in flux. All right, <laughs> excellent. Excellent. All right, well, thanks so much for joining us and giving us the lowdown on Talon Storage. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netapp.com or send us a tweet at netapp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or via TechOnTapPodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Anthony Lai, Chris Hurley, and Shrish Patek for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.